Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. Who'd have thought? It's not a Monday, is it? And yet there's another episode. This is a special. Don't worry, there'll still be a, a normal, if ever. Any of my episodes are called normal on Monday. But this is a hey festival special. And I'm just so thrilled uh, that I've been able to talk to uh, director of the Hay Festival about all that goes on there from the planning and preparation when it starts, how long it takes, the amount of people that visit, how they manage everything, how they organise getting all the artists in, how they select people from brand new debut authors to people who are at the top of their game and and some that come with their own security as well, would you believe? Um, And about the sustainability, which is at the heart of the Hay Festival as well. I just, it brings me such joy and I've had just the most wonderful time there again uh, very recently that I thought it would be great to share a bit of that joy with you now. So Andy Fryer's director of the Hay Festival. Welcome to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, you started, I believe, volunteering at Hay in 1995 and you've worked there since yeah. 2007. I mean, you you know the place. What what makes it special to you? It's a combination of this ridiculous notion of, of bringing all these people together in a field in Wales on the edge of the Brecon Beakers National Park and creating this sort of party where you can hear and join in with some of the most amazing thinkers and speakers uh, from not just this country, but from around the world, and also with other people who are there with you. Um, So, yeah, we create this sort of atmosphere where you can relax, you can be um, open-minded, you can enjoy, you can have your brain expanded, and then in the evenings maybe listen to some comedy and some music. So, yeah, that's the idea. So you really have been there a long time. My wife or girlfriend then was was doing some work for the for the for Hay um, Festival. So I went along as a volunteer to help out at the same time. So uh, that was back in '95, uh, and I I sort of just came. I was living over in East Anglia at the time, so we should come over for the eleven days. And uh, I would do some, I did some driving some years, driving around some of the guests, artists. I did some green room work. I did some introducing work. 
to whatever was needed, really. I mean, it's obviously, it was a lot smaller back in those days. But uh, but yeah, that's how I started. And we used to come back every year then for a bit of a holiday and a bit a bit of uh, fun with, with friends. I bet it doesn't feel like a holiday now. It's grown so much. You must be exhausted now it's just finished. It is. It's, uh, it's 11 days of... of of hard work, but also um, some you know, real sort of enjoyment as well. It, it is fun. Um, there is, there are, obviously, it's uh, uh, there are times when you are trying to get fifteen artists on at the same time and juggling various different things. So uh, there are elements of stress as well. But uh, but no, I mean that, that's the that's the that, you know the joy of it is afterwards when you can sit back and you say look look what we've achieved over these last 11 days so so that's where we are at the moment even though my brain is a bit fuggy after uh, after that long uh, and the festival seems to grow each year i mean uh, long longer days more days more content how many people walk into the festival do you know we're still doing figures for this year um so we're still waiting for that but i mean back in 2019 which was our last main live festival here in 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 hay uh, obviously the pandemic meant we had to go digital uh, we estimate cause the site is free so uh, it's difficult to, to judge exactly how many people come in but we estimate around about 100,000 people over those 11 days come to the site um, so uh, and we do around about 260 odd thousand ticket sales so every every venue we have roughly five to seven venues on site and each venue is ticketed separately so so you can either just wander around the site and soak up the atmosphere or or pop in to see an event if there's tickets available so so yeah it's it is quite big and, and, it, and it hasn't really i mean we, we we haven't really grown the main site now for a few years mainly because we sort of we've reached sort of optimum level both in terms of the numbers of artists we can get into town but also the numbers of people as uh, numbers of visitors i mean don't forget hey and why is it's a, it's a very small town. It's only 1,500 people live here. It's known as the second-hand book capital of the world. Originally, back in the 60s and 70s, when it first was created, it had about 60 to 70 second-hand books, shops. It's now down to about 30. Um, but uh, the town itself is, is fairly small, so actually getting that many people in and through, uh, there are limits to that. So, so we've, we've reached a sort of optimum level now and we're sort of maintaining that. And, and But there are changes and there are things which we bring into play each year to make it feel fresh. But uh, but yeah, in terms of growth in this country anyway, the main festival is sort of, is sort of you know, at its sort of optimum now at the moment. And you also have the Winter Festival, which seems to be growing, certainly from when I first started going to, to the Winter festival there's more rooms and heating and all sorts of incredible things (laughs) um yeah i mean it's um the 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 winter festival has sort of evolved over i think it's 25 years we've been running that one so that happens at the end of november um and it's like a sort of mini main festival uh uh, we sort of try and create a more cozy atmosphere obviously being wales in the winter it can feel a little bit bleak at times um, and, and that's grown and changed. We, I mean, that started out in just using a f- few of the very small venues in town. Um, and then for the last two or three years, we, we put up a, a 500-seater venue uh, and uh, heated it, uh, insulated it and heated it um, and sort of tried to take it to the next level, if you like, so that it, we can bring some bigger names in and, uh, and, and make it to be a bigger thing. So, yeah, so, that, that, so we have the two, sort of two, the two festivals uh, each year in, in the UK. Uh, there's been summer one and then and one in the winter as well. And you mentioned how obviously you had to go digital uh, with the pandemic, but this year you managed to do both. You delivered a live venue and also online. I mean, that must have been 
interesting and challenging. Yeah, I mean, we've always had uh, digital content. We have something called the Hay Player, which is uh, our, our digital archive of all of the events we've ever recorded over the last 35 years, uh, both here in the UK and abroad. So um, that's available for anyone to download and you can you know, listen to, to some, some of the most amazing events we've had. So we've always had the sort of digital content and we've always live streamed some events sometimes. Um, uh, so... Uh, what the, but what the pandemic did was forced us to really ramp up that because um, in because in 2020 we were ready for a full festival. It was March 2020. We had all the all the artists booked in, 700, 800 artists booked in. We had the venues all planned. Everything was ready to go. Uh, and then of course lockdown was announced, um, and we had to then pivot very quickly from being a fully live festival to become within six weeks a fully digital festival. And we won the first one to do that because obviously lockdown hadn't happened before, and there was no other major festivals doing that. Uh, so we very quickly uh, put together some funding packages because clearly all of our ticket sales had gone. We couldn't sell tickets for a festival which people couldn't come to. Um, and uh, But obviously, we still had some significant expenditure to pay out. We'd, we'd committed a contract and things. So uh, thanks to, to many supporters, both individuals and a lot of the partners who work with us, and also uh, Welsh Government and uh, the Arts Council and the UK Government, we, we, we had sufficient funding to sort of keep us going over that period. And then so we pivoted, yeah, to be in this sort of fully digital festival. Uh, we used this sort of a, a then fairly new platform called Zoom, uh, which at the time no one really, very few people were here, were, were using. It, it was around, obviously, and there were businesses using it. But it, as far as mainstream goes, Zoom was something no one had ever heard of. So, yeah, so we used a Zoom platform and uh, very quickly switched. I think we had... It was approximately, for those 11 days, we had around about half a million viewers from, I think it was 52 countries from around the world. So it was huge. I mean, I think we got lucky in some ways, if you can be lucky during the pandemic, um, in that uh, it was lockdown. People were desperate for content. People were, it was still fairly, you know, it was a fairly new thing. Um, uh, and uh, also because we were we one of the new ones out there doing it, people were still, they weren't zoomed out. They weren't, uh, you know, yeah. fed up with digital stuff. So we got, we, we sort of hit a sweet spot in some ways. But we also, um, you know, we're, we're relying on our uh, already, you know, name, which we which people knew us from around the world. So we, we already had a good platform to push people out to digitally um, through our databases. So uh, that meant we, we, you know, we, we could actually... Push, push to people who already knew us, um, as well as new people who might find us digitally as well. And so just to follow on from that, people can now go on to the Hay Festival website and seek out the Hay Player. And I think it's just £15 a year to be able to watch all this incredible that's right. content. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly something to, to bear in mind. Yeah, all the major, you know, all, all of our events are, are recorded, either, either audio or digitally. So, uh, yeah, if, if there's a, an event you missed from this year or from previous years, yeah, it's all there recorded and uh, you can download and watch at your leisure. And let's just talk about the content because it seems so diverse. It ticks the boxes from three-year-olds to so-called grown-ups, you know, such a range of topics. How... 
How do you manage all of that? Well, we've got a combination of we've got some excellent people in the team who uh, who helped to program, and we've also got lots of uh, suggestions from publishers and reviewers and editors and friends and people who be you know who come along who say you must have you seen this book? It's coming out. You must have a read of this. So it's a whole combination of of, of sort of for, of um, if you like feedback and and uh, and planning that reviews and assesses what books are coming out, what people, what, what are people talking about? Because we don't just do books. I mean, it's probably about 70% of people who come to the festival actually have a book. The rest of them are, are just, you know, excellent at what they do. Um, so we, we want to hear from them as well. So it's sort of com- it's combining that uh, that desire to, to explore new ideas, whether they're in the written word or in the spoken word. Um, and uh, and also to think about what are the key themes coming through uh, in society. So uh, you know, this year we were we, we obviously had some you know pandemic related material. We were we we had some Ukraine related material, um, as well as sort of key themes such as women in power um, and ver- various other. Um, of themes running through, um, but at the same time, we obviously are aware that we, everyone everyone has a range of cho- a range of interests. So we try and make sure there is it is as you said earlier something for everyone, whether you are three year old or you're ninety five year old, um, and whatever your interest is, whether there are history, environment, music, maths, whatever, there is something which you can find in the program which will which will um, pique your interest. And I find it's often the ones that that you haven't heard of the the artist before that you sit down and you, you just learn so much from them. It's great. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that that's often the, the fascinating thing is that I mean, essentially each each event is only an hour long, so it's it's not it's not a huge amount of time to invest. And we, what we find is people will will come to the festival because they know an author and they'll buy a ticket to go and see a particular author. But then while they're there, because you know they've got some time, they'll dip in to see another couple of ones and they're often the ones that come out and go whoa I never expected that to be like that or that person was amazing um, and I think you're right it's that sort of opportunity to to explore in a safe space some new ideas and some new writers and some new 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 thinkers um, and uh, it, it's we often say it's it's what you know it's almost once you've selected the ones you, you you know about and you want to see, is then almost do a lucky dip for that day and just just roll the dice and say, right, yes. we'll go and see that one. It's yeah. on fashion. I don't know much about fashion, but when you come out, you can guarantee you will know quite a lot about yeah. fashion. And that that's you know that they're, they're, they're aimed at, at at giving people a. It's almost like a sampler. You know, you can sample and dip into these different these different uh, theories and ideas, and then. If you're interested and you enjoy it, then you off you go and you can find out more for yourself or, or obviously in the books or or just in general following up afterwards. I always say going to Hay, it makes me feel like the top of my head's been taken off and my brain has been cleansed and refreshed and I've learned bigger words again. <laughs> well, that's well, that, that's uh, interesting. Uh, uh, um, uh, I, I've got an interesting med- mental picture now. <laughs> Um, so, uh, how, how long have you been coming? Oh, uh, not nothing like like your um, relationship with the Hay Festival. Eight of, I think it's nearly ten years now. I've been going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Um, but yeah, certainly seen the changes. And f- you've had the BBC there recording for some years for the radio, but also this year, as well as the BBC recording, you had Sky Arts recording. I mean, again, that must raise the pressure you don't take life easy do you 
No, I mean, I mean, interesting. Sky Arts, uh, you know, it, this is the second time they've been with us. They, they, they came with us, it must have been actually about 10 years ago. They were with us for about four years. They had a big studio on site and they recorded um, a lot of content, which they, they, they then put out there. Uh, Mariella Frostrop used to present oh, yes. uh, uh, the Sky Arts programme at Hay. Um, yes. And uh, so, 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 and, and so it's really, but it's really nice that they, they, they want to come back. So yeah, we've had both Sky Arts and the BBC uh, this year recording content, um, and I think the Sky Arts content goes out on. I think it's tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. They have a whole weekend of, of, of um, recorded recorded shows which they made at Hay last week, which they're putting out this weekend. So uh, if you are on Sky Arts tune in yeah and you have some first-time authors first-time artists there but also you have people who are very well known I mean you know Hillary Clinton Nicola Sturgeon of, of course Benedict Cumberbatch how do you cope I don't know with the security of that with the the pressures um I mean I think well firstly we've been doing it for 35 years so we have uh, we have a long track record and a history of of, of knowing uh, what to do and who to talk to. And clearly a lot of those people, uh, the names you mentioned, will come with their own security anyway, who have their own protocols, uh, which we then you know, work with uh, to, to make sure that, um, you know, everyone is safe, including them. Um, and, you know, it's not it's it's not a major part of what we do you know we, we in general it's which what we try and do is which we, we, we like I said right at the beginning we try and create this party atmosphere so you have to you have to balance the needs of of um, of, of safety and security which is an unfortunate necessity these days um, with uh, keeping it relaxed and, and friendly and nice so in general I would hope that most people don't even notice uh, the mm. sec- extra security and things which are around uh, but clearly you know we have a duty of care and uh, and that extends to to everyone our customers all the public and also the artists so yeah we, we, we work with whoever we need to to make sure we can fulfill that. But you have a typical Hay Festival audience, so I'm certainly not aware of, you know, any issues. It's just another lovely event that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, and that's what we try and do. It's, it's like I say, no one, no one should really notice the extra security. I mean, there are some bits and pieces which sometimes you'll notice, but um, in general, it will. It's it's just a it's one other event which we put on alongside the other one, and they're all equally important, as you say. From the first time authors, we had this whole series of what we call ten at ten this year, which were you know ten debut novelists at ten o'clock in the morning each day. Um, uh, and they are equally as important, and their voices are equally as, uh, to, to be heard as the Hillary Clintons and the Benedict Cumberbatches. That's what that's what we try and do: is to mix mm. the the big names with the the names of the future. Um, uh, so it's uh, it is keeping that balance because it, otherwise it's too easy to get sort of pulled down the starry. Uh, starry track of the big names and uh, then you forget that actually in order to get big you've got to start somewhere so we, we try and keep that that mix um, and use the power of of, of big names and the, and the stars if you like to pull people in to then help expose and give uh, and give profile raising opportunities for those people who are lesser known. And what I love as well is that often someone who is interviewed in an event, you will then find them interviewing somebody else in another event. So it feels very um, united. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, it's um, it's it's using people's skills in different ways. And it's also, to be honest, it's a good way of, 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 of reusing people 
because uh, obviously Hay, as you know, is is not we're not uh, close to particular hubs of transport of or towns or cities. So if we've got people all the way here, then we like to try and make sure we use them as much as possible. So so yeah, it's uh, and it also I mean I think a lot of lot of those artists who are being interviewed also quite like to have a have a chat with other people as well. Um, not all of them, but. Um, but certainly, there's a there's a there's a lot of people who are keen to talk with their peers, and and excited to you know. And, and when we say you know you're coming with your book, would you would we'd love you to be in conversation with X, Y, or Z person? They'll often say, well, that's that's lovely. I I I don't know their work, or I do know their work, and I really want to you know explore it with them. And that's that then becomes a it's a nice conversation. That's what we're trying to achieve is, you know, conversations which explore and expand on, on, on the sort of, on the subject matter. Uh, and that's bringing two people together who, who are professionals and uh, in the same sort of fields can, can often sort of explore, can, can make uh, a really, you know, a real, a conversation which otherwise could be quite stilted mm. into something quite interesting. Uh, so let's get down to the details. You, Close the doors or close the flaps of the tents um, only, what, f- less than four days ago now. Uh, and you're just recovering from that. When do the plans start for the the next summer hay festival? Uh, they've already started. I mean, we, we, we're having the conversations about 2023 or, well, you know, during last week. So it's actually one of the best times to start planning is whilst you're in the middle of the next of, of the current one. Partly because you're... Uh, because it obviously it only actually takes place for eleven days, so it's easy to to forget what it's like, you know, six months later. So whilst you're sitting there, and also you've got a lot of people there, you've got a lot of artists there, you've got a lot of publishers, you've got uh, we've got partners there, we've got people, you know, new potential partners. Um, so it's a good place to sit down and say, well, this is what it feels like. This is this is. Uh, this is what we're doing at the moment. We could expand on that. We could do something new there. We could we could talk about these subjects. So so the planning starts now, but um, it really sort of ramps up uh, in the next six months uh, as as we move through the through this through the uh, the seasons. Um, and we aim to get the program fully completed normally around about February time. Uh, that's the sort of the deadline for getting all the names in, uh, but it's it's mostly complete by December January. Uh, it just depends then on 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 what else is going. We, we we try and keep it. We try not to nail it down too quickly or too early because there are things that happen. For you know, obviously the Ukraine happened this year, uh, and if we'd nailed it down by December, then we we, you know, we wouldn't have had space to reflect that. So we try and keep some space to reflect world events which uh people want to talk about so um so there are so we we it's people some people say oh it's very late to be nailing down 500 600 artists but it gives it gives us some space to then launch we normally launch around about the easter weekend so uh, yeah it's it's a it's a rolling program and of course we've got to fit in then all the other festivals as well into that space as well as we're programming this one we've got to fit in the other ones as well so yeah it's um it's not a huge amount of time. No. So let's just mention, so you obviously you've got the Summer Hay Festival, you've got the Winter one, and tickets for the Winter Festival will be coming up, I don't know, probably September time, October time? Uh, they're not, yeah, not the end of September, September, beginning of October. Uh, yeah. Is, so, yeah, so we are programming that one at the moment. 
Uh, and so we will launch that uh, at, yeah, at the end of September. Um, it's, it's obviously only, it's, it's about 25 or 30 uh, events over those three days. So it's a, it's a much smaller thing. But, uh, but yes, we have to programme that next, yeah. And then you've got the Overseas Hay Festivals as well. We do. Yeah, we are in, uh, where are we? We're next, the next one, the first one is in September in, uh, in Segovia in Spain. And then we have a little offshoot in Texas. Um, and then we are in Mexico, and then Peru. And then in January, it's Colombia. Uh, so yeah, and then back round again, and we and that's that's our current um, sort of stable of events. But we have had, we've we've run events in Beirut, Maldives, Hungary, India, Bangladesh, uh, Kenya, UAE, in lots of different places all around the world. Um, and uh, there are, it's it's they all sort of follow that similar format of trying to create a space where we can talk about issues, where we can. Uh, debate uh, uh, books, thinking, and send people back out into the world with a with a new a new purpose and and and, and hopefully an expanded um, uh, ex- expanded knowledge uh, and ability to go out and 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 think think wider about the world. I don't know. It's it's it is that sort of um, as you said, taking your brain off and give, taking the top of your head off and giving your brain a good clean and then filling it with some more information and sending you back out again. Yeah, bit of a brain reset, really. Yeah. So with the summer one, when when does the first tent pin go in? When does the actual work start on the set? Uh, we start sort of the beginning of April. They start measuring out on site. So once the site's been designed, which takes place over the next six months, um, the then then they put the first pins in the ground to sort of start measuring out in early April, and then the first tents the tents start going up sort of mid April. Uh, so it's about it's it's about a two month build process approximately, depending on 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 weather and uh, and contractors. But that's approximately what it takes, and it takes about two weeks, two to three weeks to take the whole lot down. Wow. And we talk about tent pins, but for anyone who hasn't yet been to the Hay Festival, that might make you think that the tents are small. The, the largest one takes, I believe, 2,000 people. It's about 17,500, 17, so not quite 2,000, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the biggest one. So they are, I mean, they are, they're, they're grand size marquees, is what they are, rather than <laughs> tents. Um, and then we, so we, and then, there's, then we have a number of other ones which sort of, a, we've got a 1,200 seater and a 700 and a 300 and a 200. So we try and, we try then and match so that they're not all these big tents. There's a sort of a, a range of more intimate ones and then the bigger ones for the bigger names. So we, we try and we obviously, as we program, we have uh, five events taking place or six events taking place at any one time every hour. Uh, so we what we try and do is make sure that we have sort of someone who can fill the big tent and someone who can fill the smaller ones uh, over that hour period uh, to give people choice um, and to give us flexibility on on how we manage the the day, if you like, um, with with the names that we've got. And you must have a huge team on site when it's happening. Yeah, we, we don't have a very big team normally. It's we're actually we're only about, I suppose, it's about including the. Well, for the for the main hay festivals, about I suppose fifteen of us, uh, half half of which are half t- part time and half of which are full time. So there's not many of us for all year round, um, but uh, obviously that swells massively for um, for the actual uh, main festival. Uh, we we obviously need a huge number of stewards. We need technicians. We need um, 
the site staff, we need a waste crew. Um, so it's around about, I think it's around about 300 people working over those 11 days when you include all the stewards and, and everyone else. So it is a big, it's a big crew of people uh, to, you know, to manage and to feed and to house if they need housing. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a fairly it, it ramps up very quickly, and all of a sudden you have this massive group of people, and then obviously come well. There's still some site crew now, but uh, within within a few weeks it's going to be back down to the core team again. And you do uh, still take volunteers as well. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I mean, we 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 absolutely rely on volunteers for the, mainly for the stewarding areas. Um, so stewards, if you're interested in stewarding, you get to see the events for free and you get fed for free. Um, and, uh, and in return for that, then we ask you just to come and, uh, and, and basically help, help everyone else enjoy themselves. So, uh, so yeah, the stewards, we, we do rely on, on, a, on a big volunteer network of people who, who love the festival and, and enjoy coming and, and experiencing, experiencing what we do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, obviously all the technical jobs and all the sort of the key, key roles where we obviously pay for because they're proper jobs well they're all proper jobs but they're jobs which we, we which we need to pay for yeah yeah of course so do you have daily briefings with the staff at the beginning of each day it depends i mean yeah it's such a big group of 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 of, uh, of people that you have to break it down so we obviously have a team meeting each evening where we run through what's going to happen the next day make sure we've got any you know flag up any issues um and uh, any any sort of changes to the to the running order or anything else and then each of the team leaders then is responsible for going out and feeding that back to their team so if it's you know head you know head steward will then roll it out so each venue steward then you know so he'll brief the venues the head venue stewards and then they'll brief their teams um and the same with technicians the lead technician will then brief each of the venues and uh, and they'll roll it out from there um so we only have we have one big team meeting at the beginning of the week on the first on the wednesday before the festival starts for everyone and that's sort of a health and safety and security and general welcome meeting so that's the, that's the, that's when you start to realize how many people are there when you when you fill one the one of the uh, medium sized venues with all the team and then you get oh yeah yeah it's quite big this <laughs> um, but uh, but then it's then as soon as the festival starts, those people are just spread across the site. So it, it's then yeah, it, it doesn't feel quite 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 as big a team. But uh, but yeah, when you see them in one big room together, it's a it's a bit of an eye opener. And it's lovely to see the volunteers coming back every year, familiar faces. It makes it you know even better. Absolutely, and and particularly this year, you know, we we've had it has been it's been three years since our last main festival on the site. You know, the last one was in twenty nineteen. So uh, we obviously were, I mean, we all felt a bit rusty putting on this festival. We, we, we felt a bit you know, apprehensive. You know, will people actually want to come back? Um, is the, you know, have people's habits changed? Has, what, you know, what's happened over, that, over these last three years? And what's been lovely is, is seeing people who you know, we haven't seen for three years. And you just go, it just feels like one big family again those people who, who have been coming for years and the new faces as well. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's been lovely. It's been just just nice to see people and everyone saying how, how wonderful it is to be back in this in this slightly damp this year field. Um, uh, and of course, bearing in mind, and, and I will say, obviously a lot of people think when, when you think of festivals, you think of Glastonbury or you think of the sort of the big music festivals where there's mud and there's, uh, you know, it's uh, you, you end up being very sort of wet and, and bedraggled, and you'll know, of course, Philippa, that uh, that that we don't. Our, ours is a bit more civilized than that, and we have these covered walkways, 
uh, with raised walkways and covered walkways around the site. Uh, so actually, once you get onto the site, you could actually stay dry and non-muddy the entire time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's it's slightly you, you, even if it's damp outside, you can still stay dry when you're on the site. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's slightly different. If you're sitting, if if you're watching uh, some big rock band at Glastonbury and you're covered in mud and jumping around, it's not too bad. If you're sitting in a tent listening to a a cerebral uh, philosopher or a <laughs> or a psychologist talking about something deep, then sitting in mud is not not so good. So we we try and make sure our our, our the, the public are comfortable and dry, uh, so that they can they can sit and enjoy uh, the events. Yes, I can confirm my trainers remained white ah. and you have the nicest toilets I've come across. So, <laughs> yes, it's uh, the weather does not affect the the enjoyment of the festival. Good. Let's just talk about the sort of the dramas of the day, because uh, it's an overused analogy of being like a swan gliding along with the legs sort of paddling underneath. But it does. I sometimes wonder with the festival what what dramas are going on. Is there anything you can tell us? Oh, well. Obviously, I have to be reasonably discreet. There's always stuff which is uh, not for public consumption. Uh, but I mean, I think you know, as you'd expect with a festival, which you know, with any live event which uh, caters for the numbers of people we get, there's always issues which we have to resolve. You know, whether it's whether the things are outside our control, such as you know, rail strikes or or roadworks or you know, anything which can delay an artist from getting getting to the festival. Uh, you know that can really put a spanner in the works for for a whole event. This year, of course, we had COVID, so we had at least four or five of the artists had to had to cancel because of COVID. So what we tried to do there was to beam them in if we could, so they could take part digitally from their own home. Um, and there's you know that there are there's lost children which happen, so we have to lock the site down and find the children quickly. Um, there's you know there's there's the sort of things which you would normally expect, um, you know, from 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 a festival which is. Um, uh, which is taking that many people uh, and and trying to run to a, a, a schedule which is fairly rigid when it comes to start times and finish times. You know, the, the, each event is an hour long, and then we have a half an hour time to sort of try and and empty the venue, clean it, reload it with the next load of people to watch the next event. So it's a it's it doesn't take much for something to be knocked out of kilter if an event overruns for any reason. Um, uh, then it can sort of just have that knock-on effect on all the other events, uh, and, and and likewise, if there's um, if 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 artists are late for any reason, or if we've got um, extra security that we had with the Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, and also Hillary Clinton, we've had actually we've had all the Clintons now. We've had yes. Hill, Bill, Hillary, and, and Chelsea, uh, Chelsea yeah. over the years. But um, but the security, which uh, obviously they have extra, there's extra bag checks for those sorts of things. So that can delay things and just knock things off a bit. Um, but in general, because we've been doing so for so long, there's not most of the time someone has already experienced this problem in the past so we know right this is what we do this is the protocol for what we do when this happens um uh, and something is just outside of our control we just have to shrug and go well that's life you know at the end of the day there's only, there's only so much we can do um and uh but uh, but yeah no, it, it, you know considering how how many things could go wrong it's uh, it's it is it's surprising um, how little does go wrong, um, and we've got yeah, we've got a great team of people. Yeah, they're all uh, most of them are very experienced, and the new ones catch up very quickly. 
and they're all all there, you know, putting putting the hours in, and they are long hours. I and mean, we normally start around about eight in the morning, and we're not finishing off until midnight, one o'clock, uh, for those eleven days. So it's it's a long it's a long slog for the core team. Um, but yeah, they put those hours in because they believe in what we're doing. They and and they want to make sure that the artists and all the the public get the best experience. So uh, if if a if a crisis does happen. Is all hands to the pump to resolve it, um, and everyone works together to make that happen. So, uh, fingers crossed. We're, we 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 have a few few problems, but we deal with them smoothly. I'd love to be on the inner WhatsApp group with all <laughs> with all of them. <laughs> I have to say though, I have been to quite a few literature festivals, and Hay remains the most unique, the most. Ah, oh, it's just a very special place to be. That, and I think it's testament that the the people that work there and the volunteers return every year, and the artists return every year. It's just a very special place on this earth. I don't know what makes it that. Well, that's that's lovely to hear. Thank you. It's um, it's all it's always nice when 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 people say nice things like that. So thank you. Um, it's I think it is this combination of 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 the, the location, you know, it's a beautiful place. You know, Hayonwa is a beautiful town all year round. It's uh, it's on the edge of the Breckenbeekers National Park, so it's got it's, it's surrounded by a beautiful countryside. Um, and it's it's that sort of, that, that, that location and the atmosphere of the place helped to then make it feel special. So um, the, the fact then we build this tented village and invite these huge superstar names. You know, these are, these are people who are, are, you know, a lot of them are on the world stage dealing with, you know, either huge political issues or are huge literary figures or, or whichever field they're in. And we bring them to this little town in Wales in this field and, get, and you get to experience them almost face-to-face, you know, in, in, in the venues. You do feel like that you are there in, in, a, in a place where, where things can happen and things can change. And, and that's the, that's, it's that magic of the, all those things working together, which, which does make it feel special. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if, if, someone said, if someone has said to you, you know, what we should do is, is you know, uh, bring 100,000 people to a field in, in Wales and get them to listen to... Uh, you know, people such as I don't know Alice Roberts and David Bedil and David Harewood and David Olasoga and you know Jacqueline Wilson. All these people, you know, bring these massive names to this field and stick them in a tent and make people sit and listen to them. You go, you're bonkers, but it 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 works because it is that combination of 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 location, of uh, of uh, um, inspiration and uh, a desire to to do something to make the world better. Before you go, we must just touch on sustainability because obviously that's a key uh, element for you and for the festival as a whole. I, I, I've always seen that it's part of hey, you, you and you always seem to be improving, looking for new ways. Um, yeah, I mean, my my sort of role is is a sustainability director, so um, I I have sort of three key areas. One is the, the obviously direct impacts of the festival. Um, whether that's uh, the energy we use, the waste we we, we create, the water we, we, we use, the procurement pr- processes. Um, the second area is then the indirect impact. Uh, so in common with almost every event and festival, the vast majority of the carbon emissions that we generate actually come from all the people who come to the festival. It's, it's the same for most events. It's about 80% is generated by people travelling to an event as opposed to 20% generated by the event itself. So we put on extra buses, we try and encourage people to car share, 
Uh, our location means that we're not in the best place for public transport, uh, public transport not being the best in the UK. Uh, uh, so, like I said, we put on these 10 buses each way to our nearest train station every day. Um, and a big park and ride and, and all sorts of ways to try and reduce that overall impact. And then the third area is, is, is in the, um, uh, the uh, programming events and debates which help you know, send people. To, so when they come to the festival, uh, they can learn more and go off uh, to, to hopefully change uh, people's lives, their lives and other people's lives. I see us very much as the, the stone in the pond. Uh, you know, we, we, we drop the stone in the pond and the ripple will spread out afterwards. So you come, to the, you come to the festival, you learn about some fascinating things around anything. In my case, let's focus on sustainability. So you, you come and you, you learn about, uh, we had some amazing talks on seaweed revolution this year and on rewilding the sea and all these different talks. You come to the festival, you hear, you listen, and then you go out and you talk about it with your friends afterwards and you spread, spread the word. Um, so that's so that's that's what we try and do. But I mean, in terms of direct, that it's the direct impacts where I think we've we've sort of done some of the best work. So as you said, you noticed on site, you know, we have uh, a, re, a reusable cup scheme. We uh, all of our energy comes from uh, renewable sources. So it's all uh, we, we're on, we're on mostly on main. So we get our our energy from Good Energy, which are a renewable supplier. Our big tower lights, which are for security, are all solar-powered. We recycle, reuse, or compost. I think it's now 85% of all the waste we generate on site. Um, So we're doing significant things. I mean, uh, there's always more to do. Um, and there's always things which I look at and I go, oh, my God, how the hell did that get through? Um, and then you sort of tweak it and you, you learn and you change it for next year. And I think that's, the, that's always, the, always the thing which when, when people ask me about, you know, how, how do you make festivals sustainable is you, 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 you start with the big things and each year you review, you revise and you change it for the following year. Um, and you accept the fact that you're not going to get it right all the time. Uh, but you strive to do to do as much as you can each year and keep improving. Wonderful. My very last question: What would you say had been the highlight this year? I think the highlight for me has been the fact that we could actually come back together into this field. It's been three years, and I think just seeing people with the smiles on their faces and the joy which you see that the event brings to people. I, I, I was walking around the site. I can't remember what which day it was last week. And this 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 couple just stopped me and just and just said thank you. And I said, what for? She said, just thank you for doing this again. And that and that means, I mean, so much. So and and you and and sometimes you forget when you when you're in the um, in the midst of, of programming things and rushing from one thing to the next. That actually, what we do actually does impact on people's lives. Um, and and. Seeing that and feeling that that love for the festival again, that's what I think is the, the high point for me. Um, clearly, there's lots of fantastic events. There's lots of there's lots of opportunities and things and 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 things I experienced, um, which which also were great. I mean, it's lovely seeing some of the artists who we haven't seen for three years, uh, who've become friends over the years. It's lo- lovely seeing them. So it's it's a lot of it is is seeing friends and feeling that love and seeing people back in the field again and just going. That, this is where we need to be. And we always need to be there. So, yes, can't wait for, for next year. We'll keep our eyes peeled. But Andy Fryers, director of the Hay Festival, thank you so very much. 
Thank you, Philippa. Love to speak to you. Look forward to seeing you next year. Well, that's your lot. How fascinating. It's just brought it all back to me and uh, made me feel all very happy again to hear all, all about, hey, roll. <laughs> I don't want to wish time away, but roll on the next, hey. Um, but I hope that's given you a bit of the joy as well. And if nothing else, whether you've been to Hay before and it's just helped you learn a bit more about what goes on behind the scenes, or maybe you've never been to Hay and it's just shown you what what there is there to discover. And uh, wherever you are in the world, there might be a, a Hay Festival, a live one near you, or you can access it online as well. Again, not sponsored, nothing like that, just something that brings me joy. And I wanted to share that joy with you there'll be another normal if we can call it that episode out on monday but till then look after yourselves and i'll see you very soon take care now bye-bye you've been listening to the quick book reviews podcast that's enough books said no one ever see you again soon Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.